Hello, everybody. Welcome to my podcast. This is Rachel Paling, and today we are exploring the the definition or or the concept of language coaching with Rob Howard. And Rob is a very well known professional in the language teaching, especially the EFL society worldwide. And um, Rob actually had a business career in the US. And now he is an active EFL teacher and training teachers to build their own freelance businesses, as well as teaching business English. And Rob is also a neurolanguage coach. So welcome, Rob. How are you? Um, Great, Rachel. Thanks for having me here today. I'm very excited because I know that you have a wealth of experience. How many years have you been in this field, Rob? Well, in... English specifically, 17 years, but when I think back, I started teaching music when I was 13, and I've been teaching all my life. Wow, wow, so a lifelong profession, and I know that you've co-authored and authored many books, and also you are a renowned speaker, is that right? Yes, um, I try and travel around to as many conferences as I can talking about whether it be business English uh, for the IEEE SIG or for the visual arts circle. And also, you know, trying to help teachers develop in their teacher development. Fantastic. And Rob, you know, in all these years, what are you noticing now about how this industry is changing? Well, I think The industry over the years, we're becoming a lot more personalized. Um, I would say we're noticing more and more freelance teachers, coaches, professionals out there because there's so many private students that are looking for specific solutions to their learning. They're not going to the courses as much as they used to. So... I find with this, um, it's good and it's bad because it's a growing field, but unfortunately, it's a field where a lot of people who aren't qualified to do the job are trying to take advantage of the field. Right, right. And what do you think is actually changing individuals in the way that they're learning languages? Well, um, What I think is important, and I'll I'll give you a a little hint. Like, I started in sales and in sales management, and I used to train salespeople. And as I got more into the management, I found that I was more of a mentor. And then becoming an English teacher, you know, I really learned the education and pedagogical ways of teaching. But then getting into coaching, what I found is that you can really put all of these skills together. And you need all of these skills for today's student because each student has different needs. And if you as a teacher don't know how to do a good needs analysis, if um, you don't as a trainer know how to individualize and personalize and get through to them, then this is 
the reason you need to take a neuro language coaching course. Ooh. Wow, and you've actually just said neuro language coaching. So great to hear that. But let's let's still keep it with language coaching. So, you know, I know that you've been exposed to coaching for many, many years. What was the first sort of exposure that you had to coaching? Well, the the best I would say was, of course, with your course. Um, you know, I've I've read a lot over the years, and you know, some of the things that I had done as a teacher, because I really wasn't, quote, educated as a teacher, I found that what I was doing was using coaching skills. And the greatest part for me about taking the coaching course finally was I realized that the things I had been doing over the years were coaching. And I found that it's so much more effective when dealing with not only individual students, but even in groups, but really helping them get to the root of the problem and not just lecturing like many teachers do. Right, right. And it's interesting, you know, that you, um, what you're saying is something that I notice worldwide. I notice that a lot of experienced teachers like you with this wealth of training background and pedagogy and all of this, there is this intuitive shift where you are and have been applying coaching skills for many, many years without realizing it or subconsciously realizing it. Would you say that's true for many? Yes, um, definitely. And I think that... um it really helped me to sit there and think about how to get through to the individual instead of learning in a teaching environment how to explain. What I needed to do was learn how the student's mind worked in order to better help them learn rather than just throw information to them. And that's why coaching was such a valuable tool for me. Right. And, you know, on on the course that I delivered, definitely we do have that dimension of the brain and, and getting into understanding exactly our learner, what they need, etc. But normal language coaching doesn't normally go that far into the brain. So what would you say is normal language coaching? Well... Normal language coaching, I think, is not looking at what um, what the experience and what the past of the learner is looking at. And really, you have to look at why are they having trouble learning? What is it that motivates them to want to learn? And how do we stimulate and activate their desire to want to learn? and to actually make them take responsibility for their learning. And I don't think that regular, quote, language coaching talks about any of this. Well, I do agree with you, and I think it is this this case of how do we get clearer definitions of uh, coaching, language coaching, neuro language coaching, which is what I'm doing. I know that a lot of language trainers are actually doing coaching in a different language. What would you say about that? Well, depending on what they're teaching, if they're 
I think they should, if they're coaching, for example, English, it should be done in English, just like teaching should be done in English. Um, now, if you're talking about coaching four different languages, then I think, you know, the target language always is helpful. And, um, you know, I know that when we went through the classes and went through the coaching structures, what we realized is by relating to their own language and relating the target language together, it brought the two together. And this is something that a lot of teaching has always said not to do. Mm. And I think it's much more important to work with what the student has as a background. Right, right. And how do you see the future of this industry? I like to equate it as the student, um, think of them as a mansion. And it's time to do remodeling. (laughs) If I look at myself as a language handyman, you know, so I need all the skills that I need in order to do a proper remodeling on this mansion. So I need to know a little bit about plumbing, electrical. I need to know about masonry. I need to know about carpentry. And what I think is important for any teacher out there It's great that you've studied education and that you've studied teaching. But in order to get the right tool to really help your student, I think it's important that you study neurolanguage coaching to have the extra tools that you need to actually help your student, just like to build your proper mansion. I love that that image and that you know that that feeling of yes it is the remodeling time you know and I think we're seeing this in all walks of life where we are having to renovate change and I sometimes wonder if if we could call ourselves the uber of language where we we break a little bit from that tradition and we come into the new and you know the other expression that I love as well is the the horse whisperer of language Mm-hmm. And you're right. Aren't you so right? You know, it is. How do we become that amazing expert, that person that really is the, the horse whisperer? We, we speak their language, no matter, I mean, the language of their brain. Definitely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, Rob, I'm absolutely honored that you are here today. And just just to finalize, I'd love you to tell a little bit about what you're doing with EFL Talks, because you do some amazing talks all the year long. And I'm grateful because I've already uh, taken part in some of those. So what can you tell us? What's news? Well, EFL Talks was an idea I had three years ago to be able to reach teachers that are out there who are from less advantaged countries and really can't afford to do teacher development and go to conferences like we've been fortunate enough to do over the years. And what my idea was is that You know, you have tons of webinars and tons of um, events online that some people can get to, but they tend to be an hour, two hours, three hours long. And I was looking for something that we could do fast, fun, 
and free. And so I came up with this idea of talks for 10 minutes using only 10 slides. And that was EFL Talks. We hold um, events online all over the world, um, concentrating on whether it be different subjects or different areas, different teacher organizations. And the whole idea is I get other professionals out there, such as yourself, and you give me 10 minutes of your time and basically make a recording that we've made available to teachers everywhere, anytime, to help them with their own personal development as professionals. And I think, you know, we're, we're really fortunate as international professionals that get to travel and talk. And I, I'd like to think that we're leaving behind a legacy for the people that are coming behind us, that we can give them access to good quality advice from professionals like ourselves for free. Fantastic. We've reached about a million people so far. We have over 300 recordings available on the website. And, you know, we've got over 200 EFL talkers from all over the world. And next year we hope to double that. So come and join us. Oh, absolutely. I'm honored, honored to be with you uh, anytime. You know that. And, you know, it's such an amazing work that you're doing. And I totally agree. You know, you and I were, uh, let's say, coming to the golden years of life and uh, we've had our experiences and just to be able to give that knowledge to the ones that are coming up behind and, you know, the younger generations and to really help them. Because I do think that we're kind of coming into a difficult period of uh, the world is changing and we are remodeling, as you said, and the more as you're, you're doing, the more you're able to help these younger generations and professionals. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Absolutely. So, Rob, thank you so much for your time today. And, you know, I'm very grateful to you because, as I said, you are one of the, uh, I would say, very experienced professionals. You've worked worldwide. You you connect with people worldwide. And you're a lovely, lovely, lovely guy. I know that many, many people really love uh, when you're around at the conferences. It's always great to meet you and, and be with you. Any final words for our listeners today? And I say sign up for your course today. (laughs) Wow, Rob, thank you very much. But thank you as well for giving us your opinion on sort of coaching and language coaching and how we are changing. Thanks for the opportunity, Rachel, and thanks for everything that you've helped me and supported me with. My pleasure, and may 2019 be the most amazing year that you've ever had. It will be for both of us. Oh, yes. (laughs) Thanks, Rob. Take care. Bye-bye.